You're listening to Maybe You're Like Me, the transparent musings of a God girl chasing after her purpose. Maybe You're Like Me is a podcast for dreamers and doers who take life's lessons and level up to look more like Christ. We'll connect through super relatable stories, growing pains, and aha moments that most of us share, just not always out loud. I'm your host, Alicia Watson, creative entrepreneur, playwright, author, wife, mother, daughter of the king, and so much more. And I can't help but to think that maybe you're like me. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome back to the podcast. It's me, Alicia, and I want to first address the elephant in the room. It's not Monday, and I'm supposed to drop these episodes on Monday, but in an effort to be excellent and not perfect, I'm not going to just forego the whole um, thing for this week, but I'm going to drop it today, and hopefully I'll get on the good foot and actually start to release these things on time. Um, but I've had to adjust to my new busier schedule. Uh, things have really picked up, which is a good thing. It's just uh, getting into the flow of um, planning and scheduling things. So ultimately what's going to have to happen is I have to batch some of these episodes so that I have something to release when life gets a little bit busier. Before I started, maybe you're like me, I had an idea in mind for a different podcast. And so I batched episodes for that one that don't quite fit into uh, the theme of this one, which is fine, which is okay. It's just that um, I'm going to be working on my timeliness and consistency, but it ultimately boils down to me getting my system together and batching episodes. So I'm not going to beat myself up about not having released on Monday. And instead, I'm going to release today in hopes that God's timing is perfect and that whoever needed it when I released it uh, would get it at the exact right time. So that's that. Anyway, maybe you're like me and you're matching energy all 2020. When I was in my senior year of college, I decided to be a mean girl. I felt like people didn't respect the kind, sweet, humble personality that I had been known for for my entire life. I grew tired of being considerate, but not being considered. So I decided to match energy before matching energy was even a thing. I wasn't turning cheeks. I wasn't offering cloaks. I was cussing people out. I was speaking my mind. I was looking out for myself and I was giving people a taste of their own medicine. I became the difficult customer at the grocery store. If a cashier was even slightly rude, I went smooth off on her and and I called the manager to complain about her. If a family member needed help or a favor from me, I would say absolutely not. And then I would remind them of a time when I needed help or a favor from them and they didn't show up. Y'all, I got so stubborn and bullheaded in my quest to become this new, no-nonsense version of myself that I allowed it to get to the point where my closest friends and my roommate at the time ended up having to sue me, like sue, sue me, like seriously, in court. I got a call to go on the people's court and everything. And I wanted to go. I wanted to be on TV and I wanted them to pay my portion of (laughs) everything because I was a broke college student. But Um, My friends declined. And so we had to actually go to court in our city. (laughs) So anyway, we went to court over a spring break disagreement where I pulled out of a trip and refused to pay my portion for the room upgrades. I didn't care if it inconvenienced them. I was looking out for me and I didn't want to go anymore. So we went to court. 
They had folders and paper trails and evidence. They presented their case brilliantly and beautifully. But when it was my turn, (laughs) I just shrugged and said, they basically said everything, Your Honor. (laughs) Then I added a few more details for like garnish and lost the case. I slid a check for $90 under their door and went to dinner with my friend who had driven over an hour and a half from her school just to watch the spectacle unfold. My two best friends from back home at the time were very vocal about not liking this new me. It wasn't me at all. My response was to get over it and to get used to it because I was done being a pushover, the nice one, the civil one, the understanding one. If you wanted to be an a-hole, I was going to be a bigger one. Everything I'd suppressed in my 21 years of life was coming out. And y'all, let me tell you, it was exhausting. I wasn't the mean girl, not naturally. I was naturally nurturing and empathetic. I was naturally diplomatic and caring and kind. I was naturally a peacemaker. So it didn't last long, maybe four or five months. Then I loosened up and got back to being myself again. And then I found peace within. You know, ultimately, that switch up came from a good place, a place of self-love, a place of self-protection. I'd been hurt. And, you know, my relationships with friends and romantic relationships and eventually it just got to be too much for me. So I sought to fortify myself, which isn't a bad thing, Um, but I went to extremes and ended up isolating myself in a cold stone castle with a flame engulfed bridge in the front. Hurt people, hurt people. I was the embodiment of that. What I really needed to be doing was being honest about my feelings. I needed to be vocal about my wishes and my desires. I needed to set and share expectations for people who cared about me or at least claimed to. And then I need to allow them to be able to live up to those expectations and standards. I needed to let my yes be my yes and my no be my no. Not say yes for the sake of keeping peace or not upsetting someone or, you know, not making someone feel less than, but begrudgingly doing something that I didn't feel comfortable with or that I wasn't ready to do just for the sake of someone else. I needed to set boundaries. Those would have been healthier ways to prevent or even combat hurt. I needed to treat myself like a person and hold people to that same standard of treating me like a person. But I didn't need to hurt people in the same way that they'd hurt me for them to get it. So why am I talking about this today? Well, in the last year or so, I've been in a few situations where people have deeply annoyed me with their negative energy toward me or on the other extreme have literally cut me deep like cut me deep. I've been tempted to resort to that same mindset of matching energy. And I've even fallen to that temptation a few times. The enemy is sneaky, y'all. He's used messaging and he's still using messaging all throughout like social media and social interactions to validate the temptation to switch up again. I see the memes about matching energy and leaving people in 2019 and remembering their wrongs and making people pay for them after my come up. Um, And it's especially strong now that I'm grown grown. If you listen to like my last podcast about aging gracefully, then you know what I'm talking about. 
that I'm like an adult and I don't really have to put up with things anymore. But that's that's flesh. And I want to get and stay on that wave so bad. Like, listen, you don't want to speak to me and have an attitude every time I come around. Cool, cool. I don't have to speak to you. And I can have an attitude every time you come around. Oh, you don't want to apologize to me for your egregious offense and how you played me who was loyal to you, but you ended up looking stupid. Fine. You don't exist to me anymore. But I'm also telling all of our mutual friends how whack you are, how wrong you are, and how much of a fraud you are. Oh, you have an event and you don't invite me? Cool. You're not invited to my events either. And so on and so forth like super petty super fleshly you know in that last year or two I've been in a space where hurt had again caused me to just distrust people and their motives and in an effort to protect myself I've lashed out and it's sometimes been in defense at people who were genuinely not trying to offend me I woke up when I started to see sparks, embers, hints of fires threatening to burn my bridges. And when the weariness was starting to set in again, if you don't learn from history, you're bound to repeat it. That's what they say, right? Look, matching negative energy is rooted in pride. It's rooted in ego and unforgiveness. If you're like me and we're trying to be like Christ, then you know that that is way off the mark. As someone with this personality type, the type of personality that I have, I have to constantly um, firmly believe and affirm myself that I am God's child too. And therefore I am loved, loved enough to know that being stepped on or pushed over is not his will for me. But he also caused me to love his other children, even if they really are my enemies. Romans 12, 14 through 20 says, and I'm going to read it. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame onto their heads. What all that means to me? is that we're called to match God's energy. You know who this reminds me of? Abigail. When David was on the run from Saul, he and his men were in the neighborhood of this rich guy, Nabal. Nabal, Nabal. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I'm going to go with Nabal, so bear with me. (laughs) It was a time of celebration. Nabal had plenty, and David sent word asking him to share some of his resources. He was basically calling in a favor since... David and his men had protected Nabal's sheep and shepherds a while back. Well, Nabal was mean and surly. He did David like a lot of people do us when they reach a certain level where they feel like they've made it and we're just now little people. He asked, who is this David? Who does he think he is? He said some other stuff too. That was really harsh. Like he really went in on David in front of David's boys. He had no intention of helping David and he didn't care what had happened in the past. 
this was now. So David's boys, his messengers came back and told David what Nabal had said, get your swords was his reply. And he strapped on his own. Like how gangster is that? David was about that life. He was about that matching energy life. So he squatted up about 400 of his men and they were going to see Nabal. A servant went to Abigail, Nabal's wife, and told her it was about to go down. And so in her wisdom, she gathered up food and gifts and headed out to meet David. And she reached him and talked some sense into him just in time. But it wasn't just on some pleading for her life tip. It was on some remember who you are and don't ruin your call and your future with this. Don't match his energy and let it get you off track. Um, I want to read you this part. As she was riding her donkey into a mountain ravine, she saw David and his men coming toward her. David had just been saying, oh, a lot of good it did to help this fellow. We protected his flocks in the wilderness and nothing he owned was lost or stolen. But he's repaid me evil for good. May God strike me and kill me if even one man of his household is still alive tomorrow morning. When Abigail saw David, she quickly got off her donkey and bowed low before him. She fell at his feet and said, I accept all the blame in this matter, my Lord. Please listen to what I have to say. I know Nabal is a wicked and ill-tempered man. Please don't pay any attention to him. He's a fool, just as his name suggests. But I, I never even saw the young men you sent. Now, my Lord, as surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live, since the Lord has kept you from murdering and taking vengeance into your own hands, let your enemies and those who try to harm you be as cursed as Nabal is. And here's a present that I, your servant, have brought to you and your young men. Please forgive me if I have offended you in any way. The Lord will surely reward you with a lasting dynasty for you are fighting the Lord's battles and you have not done wrong throughout your entire life. Even when you are chased by those who seek to kill you, your life is safe in the care of the Lord, your God, secure in his treasure pouch. But the lives of your enemies will disappear like stones shot from a sling when the Lord has done all he promised. And has made you leader of Israel? Don't let this be a blemish on your record. Then your conscience won't have to bear the staggering burden of needless bloodshed and vengeance. And when the Lord has done these great things for you, please remember me, your servant. David replied to Abigail, praise the Lord, the God of Israel, who has sent you to me today. Thank God for your good sense. Bless you for keeping me from murder and from carrying out vengeance with my own hands. For I swear by the Lord, the God of Israel, who has kept me from hurting you, that if you had not hurried out to meet me, not one of Nabal's men would still be alive tomorrow morning. Then David accepted her present and told her, return home in peace. I have heard what you said. We will not kill your husband. Now, crazy enough, when she got home and told her husband what she had done, he had a stroke and then he died a couple of days later. So then David came and got her and married her himself. It's a crazy story. Seriously, y'all got to go read it. Um, it's in First Samuel 25. It's like it's lit. Go read it. Anyways, blessed are the peacemakers, right? Nobody wins when the family feuds. If we're all God's children and all a part of the same body, we can't be distracted fighting civil wars with each other or wars within ourselves. 
Making and keeping peace, matching God's energy as it relates to our enemies, keeps us focused on our call and purpose. It brings us closer to peace and understanding, and it keeps our reputations intact so that we can truly be the hands and feet of God here on earth. Ironically, my own pettiness held up my security clearance for my good government job about a year and a half after I had graduated college. I had a record. By that time, I had made peace with the ladies from college, so they were kind enough to write letters of recommendations to get the judgment removed. But before then, when I was just being myself, content with how God had created me and my sweet, soft personality, my background checks were spotless, kind of like Davis was spotless. Like that that moment when Abigail had to remind him, like you before now have been able to hold your temper. You've been able to keep your character and integrity intact. Don't let this guy's attitude, don't let this guy's slight and offense, don't let him trying to sun you, (laughs) turn you into someone like him. Don't become a fool like him because you want to match his energy. Look to your future. Look to the promise that God has given you for your life. Is it worth it? If someone's coming for you on social media or your cousin or your aunt and your family or, you know, Anybody just coming for you and coming for your reputation and trying to get you low, is it worth it? Is it worth risking your reputation and everything that people have come to know you for, for a moment of vengeance, for your pride, for your ego and for your unforgiveness? Look at the bigger picture is basically what she told him. And had I been doing the same, Had I not been trying to avenge myself for the years and years of hurt and dishonor that people had ravaged upon me, in my opinion, not really, but that's how I was feeling. Um, Had I, I would not have gotten a blemish on my record that would have ultimately kept me from moving away from my hometown down here to DC, working a job where I, you know, ultimately meet my husband. Well, not at the job, but in this area, meet my husband and live out my destiny. Is your temper or your pride or ego worth your destiny? Don't match energy, match God's energy because there's wisdom in that. But if you're like me, you still struggle. You still struggle to not match that energy from others. You still struggle to not make them feel like they don't matter to you. You struggle to make them understand that they can't hurt you. You struggle to go as far as to make them feel like they're dead to you. But we must fight those urges. We're leveling up to look more like Christ after all. We're not dumbing ourselves down and dimming our lights to look more like the world. Instead, let's be our own Abigails. Let's shine a light of love and peace and good sense into um, our own darkened and hardened hearts and into the darkened and hardened hearts of our enemies so that they might even wake up and match our good energy and want to be more like Christ. Doing the unexpected, right? Somebody's coming for you. They expect you to come back for them. I think that's the point of when Jesus says, turn the other cheek or give them your cloak. That is a differentiator that shows that we are not like them, that there's something different. And perhaps you ought to come see about that. Anyway, that's all I have for today. If you're like me, let me know. I'd love to hear um, stories of a time when it did more harm than good to match someone else's negative energy or Or tell me of a time when you kept your energy high and you brought somebody up with you. You know, like Michelle Obama would say, when they go low, we go high. You know, and you kept your your dignity and your integrity when someone else was just hidden below the belt. 
Anyway, shoot me a DM over on my Instagram at the Alicia Watson. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a comment wherever you're listening. And also, if you know someone who's like us, please share this podcast with them too. Thanks again for listening. Catch you next time. Okay, bye.